this feature, The Village Tour, is funded by Commission Naman with a television licence fee. And I am in Newmarket on Fergus for the very first instalment of our newest feature on Morning Focus, which is Village Tour. And uh, delighted to be here, particularly because it wasn't a long journey from Ennis. And I'm joined by three great guests. If you can just introduce yourselves. Neil Ryan, involved in the GA Club. Claire Coughlin, the owner of the Rose Cafe. And Pat Enright, part of the Newmarket Fergus Community Forum and uh, family member here in Newmarket Fergus. Neil, maybe we'll start with yourself. Can you tell us uh, a bit about uh, the club here? Of course, I'm sure you won't neglect to mention that they've won more uh, senior hurling titles than any other club in the county. Yeah, that, uh, <laughs> that's the one that keeps getting thrown to us, but uh, unfortunately it, it, it's been a while since we've our last one, and prior to that it was a bit longer still. Um, the club, sport in general in the market, is a um, really big part of the, the community. Um, the club here has 850 plus members um, and is growing year on year. I think we've made massive progress with the facilities here in the club. Uh, but not only that, just the ties to all the other clubs within the parish. You have the soccer club, um, the Market Celtic, again, very successful in their own right. Um, handball club, very successful as well. So membership, in, in, it's always been considered a, a very sporting community and we're very lucky to have the GA club and, and all its amenities available to us and like that again, the soccer club up the road. Fantastic amenities, um, fantastic facilities, but that's only made by the members. Our underage structure has grown dramatically um, over the last number of years. Probably, I think we have 250 playing members under the age of 12, both boys and girls massive links to the primary schools we've coaches going in there every week um everyone picking up a hurley and just in general it ties the community very well together and you can see the feel good factor when you come into the hurley field here and just that everyone wants to to work together Tell us a bit about Ross Cafe, the best cafe in Newmarket and Fergus, the only cafe in Newmarket and Fergus. Yeah, the best and the only one. Um, so the Rose Cafe was set up in 2021, so just kind of in the middle of COVID. Um, it was previously part of the Upper Community Centre, um, so it would have been a community cafe. Um, that closed before COVID due to kind of the Meals and Wheels and all that taken off. So there was definitely, I think, a, a space for something like that in a village this size, nothing nowhere for anybody to go during COVID, people looking to meet up for a coffee, things like that. Um, we find it's a great hub for people, you know, like that, people that mightn't see each other all the time, um, for young and old to, to meet up. And I think it's very important, especially in a village like this, you have a lot of kind of older people who don't maybe get out as much, who don't meet people that they would have always been meeting. And it's a great place for them to do that. Um, it's small, but it's very cosy. You know, it's a nice atmosphere in there. Um, and I think no matter who comes in, they're welcome. And, I think it's definitely something that is needed and I think it's appreciated as well. Starting during COVID, a, d a difficult time to start to say the least. Yeah, for sure. Um, it was very unknown. Um, when we opened first, it was takeaway only, couldn't sit inside. Um, so that has obviously all changed, but the buy-in and the support from everybody has been incredible. And I think everybody wants it to do well. You know, you have a great kind of sense of willingness, um, you know, for that. I'm obviously from Newmarket, I'm born and bred here. So there's a lot of kind of ties to that, you know, people that would have maybe known my grandparents, might have known my parents, you know, there's that sense as well that 
people know you and they know the staff that are working there and if they don't they will by the time they're leaving so it's it's definitely that kind of that kind of a place what about yourself pat uh, can you flesh out your role a bit more for us well i'm part of the community forum i suppose which is an independent group that sits in between all the other clubs and societies so as as neil referenced there like you have a very vibrant ga club powerful soccer club handball club uh, the community forum is if you like it's a proactive body in the sense that if issues that are identified in the village with services be it roads footpaths uh, we had a significant issue in the last year with the uh, loss of our gp not a loss i suppose a retirement of our gp and the concern of replacing that and uh, we got into, I suppose, we got ourselves motivated and acting on that and um, moved along an interim solution. And we recently secured planning permission for a, a GP service out in Carrigorn. So we hope to progress that further in 24. So I suppose we're a group that's reactive in those type of issues. But on the other side, then, I suppose, we're trying to be react or proactive in terms of identifying, uh, you know, future development in the area. In Amarca and Fergus, it's a very large parish. I suppose we're here in the village, but um, in the I suppose in the mapping, historically, Newmarket was the biggest parish in the diocese of Killaloo, and uh, um, in the 60s and early 70s, Shannon took off, I suppose, in terms of an international airport, and a new parish was formed. So we lost Shannon, if you like, in that. But I suppose that has been instrumental in terms of the whole makeup of Newmarket and the parishes around. I suppose it's been instrumental in the whole makeup of the Midwest. So um, we are sitting on the verge of Shannon, Ennis and Limerick and uh, the issue for us going forward is to keep up the investment in, in infrastructure, schools, roads, services. Claire is there with the Rose Cafe in the centre of, of, of the village and um, it's to keep that sort of business investment and, you know, that's been difficult in the last 10 years, the way, I suppose, business has changed. There's more online activity there's more, more remote shopping and digital. So I suppose it's, it's a test for every village or small town. And uh, I think in terms of the county development plan, we're earmarked as a small town, which we hope will trigger more investment going forward. You would imagine that your proximity to places like Shannon and Ennis would help in terms of having more investment in the future? Well, you'd hope so. It's an advantage in that you're near all the key services to have an international airport at your doorstep and you take, you know, things like uh, healthcare services, um, Gardaí services, etc. You have a major Garda station in, in Shannon. We have a smaller one. So it can work to your advantage or disadvantage. Like So you, in a way, you're competing with those services. Whereas if we were further out, maybe we'd get our own, our own package in whatever heading we're looking at. So it's trying to get that balance right and, I suppose, jockey for our position at county level and via the councils, etc., local authorities, state bodies to get... Uh, investment and, and money spent in, in the village in particular and we're anchored at either side like by on the northern side we've Drumoland you have the castle up there which has been a phenomenal success for generations you had the golfing tournaments the last two years and we had a great festival on foot of that last summer and at the other side we've Bunratty so I mean those are two unique um, facilities tourist facilities you know there's very few parishes have that uh, in the country and it's to get the most out of those and the, ver the village becomes a service point then in the centre counterbalance with Shannon and Ennis and, and Limerick to a degree Neil when you think about Newmarket and Fergus what makes it 
special or unique for you and at the risk of um, uh, tooting the trumpet of, of the, the GAA club? Um, yeah, look, obviously been heavily involved in the GAA that, and what that has given me personally um, throughout my lifetime is fantastic. Um, I think when I think of the market, my family is steeped in it. Um, my father's from here, uh, my grandparents, everything screams community. It screams that no matter where you go, you know someone. And that's that's a big thing. It, it's something that I've spoken to people about in the past. Um, the sense of ownership of where we're from. Um, be it whatever background that is, sporting or otherwise, um, everyone knows they're from the market and, and wants people to know that from the market. There's a there's a pride in our village. Um, that was probably or that can be traced back to sporting elements of it. If you consider how successful the GA club was in the past, um, going forward, the soccer club equally as successful. Sporting, it just. It runs in the veins here, um, and we're very lucky in that both the soccer club and the GA club and the handball club—they're all within the village bounds. So, like that, and as Pat mentioned, the parish is large, but there is a centre. There is a there's a heartbeat to it, and that's it's it's just nice to be part of that. It must be nice, Claire, just to follow on from Neil saying about like it's a. It's a large community, it's a large parish, but there's that more like the feel and the closeness of somewhere much smaller. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, there's a massive support element here as well. I mean, you know, the, the hurling team are playing, the soccer team are playing, you know, people are traveling to support them, you know, and like that, the pride of where you're from, you know, like I remember when we won the, the county final in 2012 and people lining the roads to welcome the lads home, the same with the soccer when they won the FAI in May last year, like people out thronged on the roads to support them and screaming like that, we're from Newmarket, you know, and delighted to welcome these lads who've given their time to play for their club, you know. And, and I'm sure like a lot, a lot of people in Newmarket are, are into sport or into the hurling or soccer or whatever, but even those who aren't, the clubs are the conduit and their success through which they can wrap the Newmarket flag around themselves and express their pride at being from here. And that's it, you know, I mean, you'd have people that would say, I'd never go to a match, but they'd know who won or they'd know who was playing. Um, you know, and even, you know, the, the, the village itself has grown so much. There's a lot of new families coming in, you know, who are signing their kids up to play hurling. They're signing their kids up because they want to the soccer. They want to be part of the support and the community that's here. And I think, you know, you can travel to other parishes and other towns and I, I always say it, like you can never beat supporting your own and I definitely think we do that really well. And just to follow on from, from that path, the, the success of the various sporting clubs, even not just success, the fact that um, they're here, they're in the centre of the parish, as Neil says, it's something that I imagine from a community perspective you'd very much get behind as well. Absolutely, and Neil touching it there, I suppose, the success in recent years of the soccer and, you know, the performances they gave last year. I'm not an active soccer follower, but I attended the national final last year and it was so impressive, the, the determination, the pride in what they were doing and leaders like Owen Hayes. And you go back to the hurling club then, you have Neil's brother there, Colin, 
probably the, the best hurler we've ever had in the parish and won All-Ireland titles. And, you know, he was the leader here in 2013 when the Lee McCarthy Cup came through the village and, you know, a large amount of the county came to, to see it come into the market as kind of the first village into Clare. And in Clare, uh, they're just referenced there, the, I suppose the amount of new people in the parish uh, you know, I suppose a perfect example of that was we have Ukrainian families housed now for close on a year, year plus, down in the complements of the Ober Centre. And I suppose there were leaders in that area. And, you know, we've seen the difficulties nationally and it has gone very well. And there's kids in the school, etc. So you can have a lot of pride in terms of the attitude, the approach of people, um, the population of the market. There's no doubt, but every county is represented here in any of the estates in the village or surrounds. So um, it's a very open, inclusive parish and uh, it's that sense of pride in the sport. There's a great sense of pride, I think, in the people that don't play sport. I suppose I mentioned the GP issue. It's great to see when, when a miniature crisis arrives that people galvanise and they, you know, they come out and they start asking questions. So that's the pride in the place and they want the services in their place. And it's, you know, it's to balance that with patience then and delivery. And uh, you can see that in people and they're responding well. On, on all those headings. I might just stick with that um, uh, topic of new arrivals to Newmarket and Fergus that kind of touched on a little bit and get your perspectives on how much, if if much, Newmarket and Fergus has changed. I suppose, Neil, for you, like, be, be they from Ukraine or elsewhere, is it about, like, introducing new sports? You know, I'm sure people from Ukraine weren't familiar with hurling until they arrived in Newmarket and Fergus. Um, you know, is it a bit about learning from them and their culture, but also showing them the best of what Ireland, Clare and the Market of Fergus has to offer as well? It is, but it's it's primarily about welcoming them. Like, you can, you can try and, I won't say force is the wrong word, but you can try and encourage your culture onto someone or try and learn from them. But, but what you want them to feel is home. So they're not... It may not be home, it may be Ukraine, it may be Donegal, it may be wherever they've come from. But at the same time, you want them to feel like Newmarket is now home. And that's, that's a big thing. And I think that's, um, I can only speak personally from the club here, that we've had an influx in, I won't say outsiders, but people who've, who've come to the parish, be it the, um, the, Houses that were new houses built up in Glencora recently, um, be they coming from other countries. I feel that you have to immerse yourself in a community to feel part of a community. Otherwise, you will always be an outsider. People who come in here, we try to make them feel welcome. Um, as I said, one of the, the big indicators for us as a club that this has happened is the significant growth of our academy like that. When I was coming in here to train at an under eight, there might be 15 people in here or 20 people in here at, at that age group. Uh, last year, our under sevens had 52 players. Between, from, as I mentioned earlier, 250 plus boys and girls under the age of 12 in here. And a lot of them are new to the, the parish. And what we find is that if they come in here, make the, it just help them enjoy it. Make them feel that this is whether they want to pick up a hurling later in life, whether they don't, but that this is an enjoyable place to come to. Because I think 
if we focus on the GAA, that can be very much, you can be focused on success, you can be focused on winning, you can be focused on producing senior hurlers. But that six-year-old may not be an inter-county hurler, but he could be your club chairman. He could be the secretary. He could raise 5,000 euro for the club. You want them to feel part of something rather than, okay, they're not good enough, we'll cast, cast them aside. You have to welcome everyone in because you don't know what you'll get in the long run. For, for you, Claire, you know, and the fact that Neil says they've been, uh, new arrivals have been very much welcomed, and I suppose in light of p- things that people see in the news now, that really stands to Newmarket and Fergus. How have you seen the village change over the last number of years, and has it been positive, that integration process, and what, and what have the new arrivals brought to the table? You know, they're learning about hurling, getting involved in the club. For you, from the food perspective at Rose Cafe, I know from previously visiting Uber, um, you have Ukrainians who are introducing Ukrainian food into the, the community as well. Is there kind of an, a great exchange of cultures and food and other things going on? Well, I think it, it kind of starts with the kids as well. You know, the kids are all at school. They're all mixing with each other as well, which I think lends to how everybody settles in and how, you know, people become part of the community. You know, the kids are all at school. They're talking about, well, I'm from here and I'm, you know, I'm from Newmarket, but I'm from the Ukraine. And like that, the kids don't care. And I think that lends to how everybody just mixes so well. You know, I don't think anybody coming into the hurling club or the soccer club or the cafe or wherever, and it's like, oh, um, well, I can't have that or I can't play hurling. or I, You know, there's yeah, none of that. Exactly. And I think that's so important that I think, you know, I would find anyway from the families that, that do come into the, to the cafe, we have like that, the, the Ukrainian kids below, they're, they're in the school above, you know, they're in the after school. Um, they're so involved in the community, and I think they have thrived on that. And I think by the way that they have been kind of welcomed into to what's here, you know, and I think there's so many other nationalities in the village as well, it's not just the Ukrainians, and I think that's so important that everybody is welcome, you know, no matter how you have to move into the house in Glencora, you have to get in an apartment in down by the, the garage, or, you know, or you have to build a house in Boron or wherever, you know, that everybody is part of the community that's being built here, and I think that's what's going to lend to going forward, you know, to developing more like that, more of the hurling, the soccer, you know, it, it adds to it, it develops new projects, people that come in with different ideas, you know, like that, that can go on the forum, that can lend to kind of progress in what we already have here. Just a brief one for you on that, Pat, before we go to the break. What helps with the integration process is getting involved in the community, with community groups, do you see that, you know, having a say in shaping ideas and thoughts around the village absolutely and i suppose we encourage people you know i suppose it's easier i suppose for irish people from the you know in our forum at the moment you know we've personated born and bred in wexford right so i suppose you have an outside influence straight away and you know we're certainly open to any nationality and i suppose we've been conditioned and trained here for a number of years with our proximity to shannon airport i suppose you know it's uh, the new housing that took place in the parish i suppose in the last 40 years has been uh, has, has brought a lot of outside influence into all the clubs you know you can see it in the children participating if you only look at the names and the team sheets and uh, at any age group you know as opposed to maybe the traditional names that appeared on a team sheet you no know, you have to go back 40 50 years so there's a lovely mix so there's a very inclusive approach 
and uh, it's going to, it's set to continue to change. So uh, you know, uh, I, I think the market has done really well in that in terms of setting the tone, and uh, the, all the clubs and societies are, are are anxious to take on new people. You can see that in the soccer club, and I suppose uh, soccer players are probably a little bit more mobile than GA players, and uh, therein you see the the positive influence that has as well with the success of last year. You know, we're going to take a break now on our first episode of Village Tour but we'll be back very shortly with more from Newmarket on Fergus. Morning Focus with Alan Morrissey delivering the latest news, politics, sport and more on Clare FM. And you're very welcome back to Newmarket on Fergus, uh, which is the first port of call on our new feature here, Village Tour, where I'm joined by Neil Ryan, Claire Coughlin and Pat Enright. And uh, might talk a little bit maybe about other amenities or things that stand to Newmarket on Fergus, Neil, aside from the sporting endeavours, what else you know, do locals think of, or what do you think maybe uh, those from other parts of Clare elsewhere think of when they think of Newmarket on Fergus that is of benefit to the village? I think, well, I suppose if we're talking the village, um, O'Regan Park has been a massive plus. Um, having a facility like that, led by the community, um, speaking for myself with two small kids, being able to bring them in there and say, when they say, I want to go to the playground, you're not thinking, I have to go to Shannon, I have to go to Quinn. We have something um, of that calibre in our village. It's, you feel proud saying that. Um, we're very lucky as well in the sense that we have four fantastic schools within the parish. Um, I can speak personally to the fact that they've been very helpful of our coaching um, and we have a close connection with the, with the club and with each of the schools and the principals within them. Um, but I think what gets forgotten as well at times is like, how wide and reaching our parish is. Bunratty, to have, as um, Pat mentioned, to have that um, facility like Bunratty Castle, like the Folk Park within the grounds of the parish, um, and Dremolan Castle, and like you don't have to go too far to find Craganon, Mahon. We're, we're very lucky in the history around the area. Yeah, I'll tell you what, uh, Neil should be working for the Newmarket and Fergus Tourist Board. And it's just it's a, a reminder, though, of uh, Claire, of what Newmarket and Fergus has to offer there. There's so much on the doorstep. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know what we have ourselves here, be it like Oregon Park, as Neil mentioned, Mahon. I mean, Mahon every day, no matter when you go past there, you know, there's cars there with families out walking, you know, bringing their dogs for walks. And it's right here you know I mean you've people that will travel they will travel from Ennis they will travel from Shannon for it and I think sometimes it can get forgotten about um, you know I remember during Covid people asking where is it like how do I get there <laughs> never haven't been there before um, and I think it has opened a new audience of people that will now travel down you know to it um, I just think anything that you can lend to people coming down to witness what what is here is is unbelievable um, and I do think like that Oregon Park is fantastic like the the setup that they have down there that they have developed the, the playground to the level it's at, it's just brilliant. And do people respect the facilities? You know, in some places you can have amenities like that, that 
Um, there could be tearaways who, <laughs> who like you know, leave rubbish around the place or whatever. But to people in Newmarket of Fergus, you know, they have great pride in their amenities and they're well looked after. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's definitely a community playground. It's you know, everybody makes use of it, and I think like that is respected. Um, Ober do great work down there. You know, they the the work they do in the village in itself is is fantastic. You know, even lending onto the meals on wheels that they're they're operating in the village. The area they're covering now is just unbelievable and I think for a small village to be able to carry out the work that they're doing with such limited kind of resources it's all volunteer based for the people that deliver it you know same with the people that'll the tidy towns going around picking up the rubbish and the the people down fixing the the playground and you know it's all the community again you know but it is lending into the people that will volunteer to do all these things um to make it a success. What about yourself, Pat, when you think of uh, all of those? Uh, it's, uh, there's a lot in the market in Ferguson's favour in terms of amenities and attractions. There is, and Neil and Claire have covered it well there. I suppose the, uh, in, in the recent years there, there's been a good bit of progress made on the walkways and cycleways approaching the market. So I suppose compliments to Clare County Council in the last two years. They've upgraded the footpaths from Drumoland right down into the village, which is a lovely walk and a safe walk. And then from the village south down to the Hurlers Cross, you have the cycleway and and, uh, you know, it can double up as a walkway, which is very, it's a very good walk. It's a long walk. And uh, we probably don't market it enough. Like, And we have things like the Rose Cafe in the middle. You know, if you got tired halfway or you needed a rest, call to the cafe. So I suppose that's complimenting. Free coffee. Yeah. <laughs> well, if, if she's in a good mood, you might get a free coffee. <laughs> so I suppose it, it just complements the club structure and, and that type of stuff. I mean, again, that's unique in terms of that distance and infrastructure that uh, walking and cycling is becoming more important and uh, um, you, you can just see that you can see it in the evenings but weekends and I think over time I'd see you'll see more people coming to the market to avail of those facilities and Claire mentioned uh, Mahon Fort and stuff like that and you can build in the historical links to the Bunratties, the Mahons, the whole situation in Dromoland, which is unique, the inn at Dromoland, etc., and all that area down along there. So um, I suppose that's the more modern infrastructure that's complementing the village, and uh, it's it's fairly unique. You know, when you look at other villages, you approach a village, the village is maybe a smaller, compacter village, and, you know, you might have a five-minute walk up the village street, but here, th- that's fairly unique. I might just come back to you, Claire, on Uber because it was something I wanted to talk about more, but you, you, you touched on it there. Um, I visited them a while back and was absolutely blown away by uh, the, not, not just how the service they provide and the standard of them, but the, the variety, the array of sort of be it the creche or the meals and wheels or um, spaces for youths to hang out and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I, I'm not sure if there's anything else of that type or if there is certainly of that... Um, slickness of operation uh, and brilliance within County Clare. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it's something we should be so proud of, um, you know, that we can offer. Um, the, the Meals on Wheels is just fantastic. You know, I mean, there's so many people, not just in Newmarket, that are availing of it. And I think from talking to a lot of the volunteers, there's a lot of sense of security for people who are getting it, people who might be living on their own, who mightn't see anybody from one end of the day to the next. And they have the security of knowing somebody is calling, they're going to get a dinner and a, a properly prepared dinner, you know, delivered to their door five days of the week. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. And the people that are delivering it are volunteering. You know, and I mean, like that over the, the creche is 
chock-a-block up there. It's, you know, the, the facilities they have, the, the setup up there, the after school, it's just brilliant. Um, they opened a community pantry today um, like that to provide another element of, of what they're already offering. So, you know, between that and then the, that they look after the Oregon Park as well, they have such a facility for a small village. It's just, it's incredible. It is a real feather in the in Newmarket and Ferguson's cap, Neil. And when you think of like times are hard at the moment and cost of living and so on, particularly for the meals and wheels and so on like that, people who are, you know, struggling to put food on the table, that's, that's, that, that, that's a great service as well. Yeah, and it's, I suppose, it's only when it's discussed like this and mentioned like this that you start to think about it a bit more and, and like that. Like the concern that I would have any time over is brought up is that we as a village can sometimes take it for granted. And that's, that would concern me a small bit because like that, when you discuss it and when you, you go through the array of what they offer, there is nothing that can match it. Nothing the size of this parish to think that the ground that they are covering. And that is, it, it's been driven by, as Claire mentioned, volunteers, um, it's great people, but again, that all goes back to the community element. It goes back to the, the pride that people feel from this area and want to help. And that's, that's a big thing, because like you look at Ober, um, and going back to, I suppose, the sporting side of it, soccer, hurling, handball, you look at the tidy towns element of it. These are all volunteers, but we keep going back to these being a massive part of the community. They're only a part of the community because of the people that are in them. And that's, that's the piece that, like, like that, that other um, facility, if you actually looked at it and, and the, it, it operates like a well-run business. And that's it. And that's the piece that always fills you with uh, an air of, wow, this is, this is something special. Pat, your own thoughts on Uber and, and further to Neil's point that um, the risk of people taking it for granted and always being conscious of the level of volunteerism that's needed to, to keep it running to the high standard that it does. Well, I think Neil touched on it there near the end in terms of it's actually been run on nearly a commercial basis, which is, you know, saving it long term. And it's had a huge impact. It's providing employment. You have all the volunteer element, as they uh, um, both have alluded to. So I suppose um, it looks to have a very strong future in terms of what it's doing. And uh, it's, it's creating a lovely link between the centre of the village and the outlying rural areas and it's going way outside the parish and, and well into the county in terms of the service so it's having a wide impact and when you look at the, the meals and wheels in particular with elderly people, vulnerable people, you know, even during COVID times, post-COVID and, uh, you know, there can be a lot of insecurity so it's 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 doing a lot a lot of hidden things as well, you know, with, with the, the service it provides when a van calls to a house maybe ten miles out or in another parish. It's uh, it's it's a statement of life and communication and contact uh, and um, so there can be additional benefits to that. Um, so it's commercial as well, so it looks to have a great future and it's compliments to the management there, the volunteers there and uh, the uh, some of the paid workers that are there. So, you know, it's uh, it's it's a great success story story and you'll see templates like it rolled out in other parts of the country, no doubt. Just looking ahead to the future, if we look into our respective crystal balls, Claire, in, 
What would you like to see in Newmarket and Fergus over the coming years? Is there something, be it a service or a facility or, or something else that Newmarket and Fergus is, is crying out for or needs or maybe it isn't crying out for, but it would enhance the place if, that, if you had it? I think a bit more investment businesses to look at the, the hive that it can be. Um, you know, I think in the last maybe two years we've had a lot of businesses closed down, you know, people that have relocated, people that have, have just kind of closed. And I think there's an element there that we have the space for it, you know, we have the, the customer base for it. Um, you know, it isn't all about Ennis, it isn't all about Shannon, that, you know, there is a, a thriving village here that I think, you know, businesses to potentially look at what they can offer to kind of develop what we have and add to it. Um, you know, there's a lot of empty spaces at the moment that I think any business to go into um, like that, you know, with getting the GP up and sorted. Um, but I think having a few new businesses in place that can add to the businesses that are here already would be fantastic. And those empty units, is that something that is remarked upon by locals? They would like to see, obviously from a business point of view, but, and, and what services are offered, but also just from a, vi- a aesthetic visual aspect that it just doesn't look well. Yeah, and I think, you know, there's there are certain, obviously, certain industries that would definitely benefit, you know, if they were to, to open up. But I think, you know, you're, you're coming, coming up the, the Valley Car Road there and what used to be a thriving road is now nothing you know you know we had a big grocery shop we had a post office there was butchers you know and those three which were very very big businesses plus the weavers they're all gone now and i think it does lend to nothing really on that road everything is kind of up the main street now and i think um there's definitely room for it what's your perspective on that neil you know what do you think Newmarket of fergus could do it or needs be it badly or just or otherwise um i think to, to claire's point just um I suppose a bit more activity around the village and, and um, I think like that the number of closures over the last number of years has probably impacted the village a small bit you have and then like that to Claire's point or Claire opening the Rose Cafe big plus um, the barber shop again another su- successful business gone in there um, and as regards to amenities around the place We've been, again, going back to sporting backgrounds, we're very lucky in the sense that the soccer club have had a significant amount of investment over the last 10, 15 years. Um, I think the plan is to grow that further with update to the, the clubhouse above their parking facilities. Similarly here, the, you sitting in the, the, the GA club, in the clubhouse, you can see the work that has gone on here over the last number of years, capital expenditure. The... AstroTurf again above on the the top of the field there plans to put Jim's dressing room in here or discussions ongoing around it I think like that I think the big thing that probably the village could do with it is more small businesses I think there is probably a market there for it it has to be the right one of course but the likes of the post office uh, the weavers the butchers now, granted, they're opening in the likes of the shops up the road, but just that small business culture, I, I think we need to grow that a small bit more. Would you agree with, with Claire Neil, Pat? Um, I, I would, I suppose, what I'd like to see uh, and what I think will, will aid any village, and we're no different to any other village, where you've, you know, you've a lot of traditional small retailers, small pubs, etc., in rural Ireland have closed in the last number of years. So I'd like to see probably a little bit more population growth, and that gives you a little bit more scale, and it makes it more viable then for a business to reopen or a new business to come in. Against that, 
that we have a lot of people working remotely from home. There's a lot of business models have changed where there's a lot of people, small industries working from home, not necessarily in the village, right? And they're contributing to the economy. And um, even, you, you know, you take a parish in a market where, you know, it's renowned for the quality of the farmland around here. And you talk about commercial activity. You have some of the best farmers in the county in dairy, in beef and equine. You know, some of the top horse trainers and breeders in the country are in the market in Fergus. And uh, it's, you know, that infrastructure around the village and the services that, that, that hangs out of that is important as well. But it is difficult for some of the old traditional where, you know, in a village where you might have had five shops and suddenly you've only one or two and that is the case in most villages. So I suppose we have full occupancy at the moment with population. I suppose there's no vacancies in houses at the moment. So if we had more housing uh, without an excessive amount, it would it would make it more viable for these small traditional retailers maybe to restart and uh, new styles of it. And you know, we're up against digital and online shopping trends. You know, um, and I'm sure, Alan, if you want to get a new pair of runners this evening, you have a choice. Do you go to your local retailer, if there's one near you, or do you go online? And that is the that is driving um, uh, commercial activity in villages all over Ireland. And we're all probably guilty of going to the main centres. So I suppose that's a test for every village. So in a market, I would feel, is absolutely no worse than any other village. Uh, what our advantage is, we have population. We're, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're just behind Six Mile Bridge in terms of population numbers, we may, you know, I think we may be ahead of Kilrush. And so, I mean, who would have thought that Kilrush was, was tagged as a large town in Clare? So I suppose these are the population trends. So I feel a, a little bit more population growth in the right control manner will serve the market very well, protect industries like Clare's Cafe, the local pubs, you know, there's a great buzz in the, in the pub sector in the village, but even outside the village in the parish here. And uh, that points to, uh, you know, that social activity as well. We touched on Drumoland er earlier, like it's, uh, it's, it's the pride of place in the market and credit to Mark Nolan and the team up there, the success of that business for the last number of years. And now the inn at Drumoland is, is, is unparalleled. So we've a lot, we've a lot going for us. It mightn't all be at the centre, so, and that's down to the size of our parish, so uh, onwards and upwards. Just to finish on that point you're making about, you know, you'd like to see population growth in order to, you know, attract people in who'll open uh, certain businesses that are needed. Is it a bit of a chicken and an egg in that you kind of, maybe in some instances, you need those businesses in order to attract people in because they go, oh, that place has loads of amenities, I'd love to live there. Yeah, you have that issue and, and I suppose we're, we're watching the amenity issues as well in terms of schools and uh, infrastructure. The two probably have to come together, you know, I suppose this, this panel here, we're not experts on planning or commercial development and we're offering our own humble opinion on it, but it's to get that balance right. Nobody wants sudden massive population growth and suddenly you don't have services. So it's, uh, I suppose that's why we pay our taxes and, uh, and have... Uh, uh, a government and, and supporting council services that they'll, you know, keep their eye on the market, keep investing on us and bring us along steadily and that's what will feed the soccer club, the hurling club, the handball club and all the other societies around here. But uh, in one sentence, all three of you living in the market of Fergus, would you rather be anywhere else now? Simple answer, no. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> we going to make it three out of three, you will pass. And no one else will take us. <laughs> 
Well, you know, uh, plan B option in Market of Fergus isn't too bad by the sounds of it. Guys, that is it for our first uh, episode of Village Tour. And I must say, New Market of Fergus sounds like a great place. Uh, it's going to be stiff competition for the rest of the places we visit. My thanks to Pat Enright, Claire Coughlin, Neil Ryan. Guys, thanks very much for having us out. And uh, we'll uh, visit again maybe when Newmarket win that 24th <laughs> County Senior Hurling title, which will hopefully be before too long from your perspective. Guys, thanks very much. Thank you. This feature, The Village Tour, is funded by Commission Naman with a television license fee.